Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I get a buddy cheek tattoo with you. You get a buddy cheek tattoo with me? Yeah. Stop it right now. Yeah, I've learned zero lessons. No, no, not again. Shwoob. Not again. Why? We that was that was a that was a, a one pot exclusive. Wow till nine. Wow. What's that from again? I just um feels like a sitcom. Welcome back to Wild Till Nine after nine o'clock. Oh it my god. It's currently fucking late. 1032. 1032 on a Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Thank God. This week has felt so it feels like it feels as if there should only be one day left in the week. Last week felt like it went by in a, a moment. This week has been at least a month. Yeah. Why? Uh, I mean, for me, I have had, so I go back to Canada next week and Congrats. I, thank you so much. It's been very long. Thank you. Uh, I've, I'm shooting three videos back to back and I'm dying. I'm dying. I am drowning in footage literally drowning in footage. I'm drowning. And so I, I, I don't get to breathe until Friday. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. that's, it's almost here. But I still have one more day of drowning. How excited are you for the prep work for next week's guest? Pretty excited, honestly. I haven't excited. been as excited about a guest in quite some time. Yeah, I, uh, I've been doing my homework. As a fan. As a fan. We should do a fun quiz and see if anyone can guess. Okay. All right, let's do this. Um, What's a, what's a, a, how would you describe this person? Ooh, bougie, newly famous. Famous is a stretch, but okay. Newly in the, in the, in the newly in the, the newly thrusted into possible stardom. Okay. Successful with a bomb ass closet. Yeah. And a really interesting upbringing. And a great mom. And a great mom. Dad seems nice too. Dad I seems just nice too. Haven't, I haven't seen as much from him. Yes. And a great mom. Ooh, that's a really, really good picture. If someone could piece that together, they would. it would all make a lot of sense. And a show on Netflix. Oh, okay. Well, well shit. Okay. Well, that, I mean, there's a lot of shows on Netflix, but that, uh, that yeah, there's really- a lot, There's a lot, a lot of shows. Yeah. Did you finish Gossip Girl last night? Did I finish? Um, kinda. No? The problem is, so uh, context, uh, we're watching Gossip Girl, uh -huh. the new one. Uh -huh. I'm speaking to the Lafayette yes, currently. Yes, yes. But um, uh, so we're watching Gossip Girl, the new one. I never watched the first one. I haven't seen a minute. That's honestly criminal. Okay. Anyway, so we watched, or no, your friend Danny was here a couple uh -huh. weeks ago and we uh -huh. like ironically watched the first episode of the new That was ironic reboot. for you? Okay, sure. Okay. okay. I mean, <laughs> you know what, I just, Half of the cast and story, I genuinely could get behind is is too strong. I, I could uh, find myself entertained if I wanted to just have like a-, a, a Like a background show? Like content just hit me. Yes. The uh -huh. problem is the half that I don't 
like, vibe with, relate to. I think it's just bad. I think it's bad writing. I think it's bad. Like, I just, I just don't like it. It's so bad that I check out and then I forget to check back in mm. by the time of the second. So I really wasn't even watching any of it. Mm. It was, it was, ju- it was too background. Mm. I want a lean back experience mm-hmm. that I don't like, I don't feel guilty. Cause I'm not someone who sits on my phone and se- checks social media all day. Like at, at uh-huh. night I check my social media. Right. So I want to be able to check my social media and, and not have such a thinker that I have to like sit there and give it to my undivided. Right. But it's so boring that I'm just completely checked out, not listening to anything. And then I, I look up and it's like, oh, episode's over. That I, on behalf of Gossip Girl, I'm so offended. But I don't blame you though. I don't blame you. I think but some, also- Sarah, some of the characters I'd love to, I'd love to learn more about. I'd, I'd like to hang out and maybe I think I'm a little too old, but you know, um, I could be their DD. I think I think actually a lot of them are just like kind of our age. Oh, in real life. Yeah, sure. in real life. Yeah. No, I mean, I By think- By the way, uh, I think we now, now need to clarify this and not that it's on Netflix. No one from Gossip Girl is gonna be here next week. That's- Oh yeah, that's yeah. on HBO Max, which is the best streaming platform. Speaking, go, actually, go, speaking go, of, um, we get should. Your subscription. We should try and get somebody from Gossip Girl though. Yeah, we should. We HBO Max. Could. Yeah, I so I probably have a hookup at some point at HBO Max somehow. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Come on, Warner Brothers Discovery. Let's go. Um, yeah, I, I also feel like without the nostalgia piece of you not having watched Gossip Girl, right? like one of the guy, I think his name is Max. Like he has very bisexual Chuck Bass vibes. And so without- Was Chuck bisexual? No, 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 no. But the, the character that kind of resembles like what would be the closest character to Chuck, like without having that nostalgia behind the storyline and the characters right. kind of, not that they're like matching character for character. Cause I feel like there's really not that many similarities, but without having the nostalgia piece of gossip, girl, I feel like it is harder for you to probably enjoy. I, I gotta be honest. There is no world where I'm going back and, and watching Gossip Girl. It's not, uh, here's the thing though, is that I think that you would have, did you watch the OC and the Hills? The Hills, yes, but only cause Lauren Conrad. You watch The Hills, but not The O.C.? Yeah. Huh, huh, that's surprising. I feel like The Hills was more like- Maybe I did watch O.C. O.C. had much more storyline because The Hills was like, you know, a loosely scripted reality show, aka very scripted reality show, but The O.C. was like story. Yeah, maybe I did watch it. I can't remember. Oh, I, I, watched, I feel like I watched MTV, like, like MTV uh, was just on in my house when I was a kid. So like I watched whatever was on. Okay, got it. They had my, they had my undivided. Anyway, I think you actually would have really liked Gossip Girl of all of them because it had like the the New York rich socialite vibes that I feel like you personally have actually known lots of people who like run in that circle. Um, and I don't know, it's inter- it's, like, it's such a you don't have many New York friends, do you? I have vibe. one New York friend, Brandon Wolfel. Got it. <laughs> I have one and there's, singular. I assure you, there's someone New in York. New York that you're pretty close to. It just heard that and goes. Yeah, and they're like, cool, 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 cool. 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 I, but, so is New York, going out in, in, in the city in New York, like in Manhattan, is it similar to Toronto or not? Um, Like kind of. It's not. Kind, it's, no, it's, no not. it's not. Toronto is just like a much, much smaller, cleaner, nicer New York. And nicer, I mean by like, like people are kinder. People are like less, less abrasive. People have shit to do in New York. I got shit to do, but I'm a nice person. Yeah, well, what they I mean, as they say in LA, hello means fuck you, and New York, fuck you means hello. Yeah. Like if someone in LA stops to say hello to you, uh, it's like. It, I've never heard that before. I don't know if oh, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And in, in New York, if someone says fuck you, that just means get out of the way. They're 
on the road and they're you know headed to somewhere. That being said, it isn't it's nothing personal against you. Uh, they just got something to do. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm not. I'm not cut out for New York. I'm not. I'm not made. You're too sensey. I'm too sensey. You're too sensey. I'm a sensey. Way guy. too sensey. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 No, I don't like it. It's too. It's too harsh. It's too abrasive. It's. It's not for me. It's not my cup of tea. I think I would have done well in New York. One of the, the the silver linings of the pandemic is that I did not have to go to New York for I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in two years I bet for not having to go to New York, and I love that for me. I don't think I'll have to go to New York as often as I used to. I don't think so either. But I will have to go to more places. Yeah, so. but you do fine in New York when you go for like a week or whatever. You're you're like fine. Oh yeah, I mean like I like New York by myself, like working because I, I will get up at five thirty in the morning. And I will schedule my day until. 10 or 11 at night, I will be out with some friend or like something to work till two in the morning and I'll do it over again for a week straight. I love it. I would love to see you get up at five thirty in the morning for a week straight now. And I'm, now I'm up at five thirty in the morning, just I haven't gone to bed yet. Right, yeah, but that, that's that's poor sleeping habits right now. Well, no, it's just like my office in Hong Kong. So like all the people are up like at midnight, so like when they're like in the middle of their day. So I'm like, ooh, actually real quick, I have a question for you. I know that that worldwide clock and like office hours is not good for you. No. It is not healthy. It's not good for anybody though. No. And I think we're like I think the world has not figured out boundaries yet. Because I think on top of not being able to figure out like, oh, I shouldn't hit this person then. On the flip side, I would I don't want to not answer someone's question if right. I see it. Right. Oh, I'll just answer this real quick. Yeah. On the flip side. So it's like I, my, there are people that are literally up at two or three in the morning, their time also helping me when I get up at you know nine or 10 right. in the morning. So right. I feel like I'm returning the favor. Yet we're all just not doing anybody any favors by no. that. I mean, that's the problem with email is that it can either be so laid back because you respond at your own leisure because it's not instant or it goes in the complete opposite direction and you feel like you need to respond immediately and clear your inbox, which is a whole other- Inbox zero, baby. Oh, stress. I don't, I don't, I don't experience inbox zero. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's been a while since I've seen Inbox. It hasn't been since June. Since Inbox Zero? Before I left for Mexico. Oh, that's not too bad. I thought you were gonna see it much longer than that. I mean, it, it wasn't in a great place then and now it's like definitely not a great place, but like, right. you know, these are good problems. Yeah, well, so I feel like you have been getting your shit together on a personal level this past week. I have, I genuinely feel like my, the last month, and maybe this is just me or, or maybe it's just my situation, but like, because I didn't know that I was going to get a new job mm -hmm. until essentially like the job was created and presented. Like, I feel like I didn't plan for that like week or two weeks between jobs to clean up and organize and get this insurance over here and get this. I never did any of that. So it's just like, I went from like, literally like I was, I had my inbox the weekend before I started the new job. And I feel like I was like already kind of starting to work that like 10 or 11, 12 hour days right at the beginning. So like my personal life and just like organization as a whole, nightmare, nightmare. Can't confirm. Nightmare, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything was a nightmare. And I, I feel like I'm finally like, okay, got it. I now will take time to get some of this personal shit done. But then of course now like my work's piling up. So it's just- um, Yeah, but I feel like once you've caught up on some of like the personal stuff, now you can probably find a little bit of bounce. Like, I mean, there was that one period where you didn't do laundry for like a very, uh, uh, an alarming amount of weeks. When- you, I had to visit the online Calvin Klein store to to order more underwear overnight to myself twice or three times so that I could avoid doing laundry. It was real bad. It was like eight loads of playing catch up. But now that I feel like you've hit that point and you've organized now, I feel like you won't go back to that. That was a dark spot. I, so 
as I, I'm very much an addictive personality. So like I, once I get into a routine and once I get into a rhythm, I'm there. But if I'm not in that rhythm, I'm not there. So are we gonna find it? Yeah, I'm fine right now. <laughs> well, no, I feel like you gotta play catch up to find your rhythm. You're, you know totally. what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta clean up, you gotta tie up the loose ends before you can keep doing the loop. I, this week, this homeowners out there, y'all know, it is a never ending list of just shit that needs to get done. Dude, also having, so our, this is the most stupid old person conversation in the entire world. Our fridge has been broken for like two weeks. And thank God we bought this like cheap little garage fridge, fridge to hold drinks in. Uh, truly, you know what? This, this fridge I'm making was $750. Like, I don't know if there was a cheaper option that was like a full size. Like, uh, right, it's a free, yeah. it is the cheapest full size fridge yes. that we could like get for the, that size and that yes. location. And, the, yes. and also the way that the door opened up. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Like, and that is saving our asses right now. And real quick, shout out Thermador for nothing. For literally nothing. nothing. Oh my God, it's horrible. Because our expensive commercial fridge this in the kitchen. This is $6,000 fridge that came with the house. I did not invest in this $6,000 fridge. And apparently the part is covered in the warrant. What? What do you mean you didn't invest in the in that fridge? I didn't choose the fridge. The fridge chose me within well, the when house. When you bought the house. I chose the fridge. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, this expensive ass fridge, super broken, super not getting any response back. Yes, seriously. Or as parents work at Thermidor, uh -huh. or friends work uh -huh. at Thermidor, shame. Uh -huh. Yeah, so we now currently, I had to empty out like three rows of White Claw, uh, beer, wine, energy drinks, because that was all we, uh, that fridge looked so good too. Yep. So good, mm -hmm. so, so, so good. So I feel like 4th of July, we had people over and it looked so good and it was so stacked. And I, now it's all sitting in boxes. It's funny because my very first like uh, big boy job, I, I worked at a company that distributed Miller Coors products. Oh, that's right, yeah. And because I worked at a company that distributed Miller Coors products, like one part of my job was was constantly filling fridges and freezers in like a first in first, like a very much like a, a, all the labels are forward, everything is facing. And it like looks good. You say FIFO? FIFO, LIFO. LIFO, last in, first out. And- First in, first out. Let's go. That's accounting 201 right there. That is accounting 201. Financial accounting, done. Managerial accounting, how about- Let's go. How about tax accounting? Nope. No? Didn't do that one. Okay. Uh, Probably should have. Yeah. Um, the point is I organize all of the refrigerated areas in, in this home. Lauren just. That is absolutely the fuck not true. When it comes to drinks, I organize everything. Okay. That's one tiny little part of what goes into a fridge. <sighs> that, but we have two fridges dedicated to beverages. Okay, yes. And then the third okay. one, it's now broken. I, the, the fuck. Everyone's like sympathy for us is like, I okay, know. Huh? so they have know, two working fridges and the third one's broken. Well, no, I feel like when you get one of those little um, drink fridges that go into the like island counter, like I don't think those are actually cold enough to put food in, are they? Like, it seems like a drink would get cold after being in there for three days. It's a, uh, it bolts for like, to keep wine cool. Right. I think it's 37 like, degrees, 39 degrees, 40 degrees. Isn't that only, what's what's zero again in Fahrenheit? What's zero? Yeah, 30. Well, I mean, what is zero in like, Fahrenheit? Like zero Celsius, what is that in Fahrenheit? 32. 32, that's what I'm yeah. looking for. Oh yeah, I see, I see, I see. So that, that's not even below freezing? 30, well, the, it's a fridge. You wouldn't want the fridge to be frozen. I guess. You'd want the freezer to be frozen. Right. 
don't know. I guess I just, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be 37. It's supposed to be 37. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, our fridge is fucking broken and it's it's very frustrating that we're having to use this little tiny <laughs> shitty garage. Fridge. Well, also like my, my, you know, grinds my gears, babe. What grinds your gears? We're an adult and like shit breaks, but also like if we had gotten a cheap fridge from somewhere for the kitchen, mm-hmm. anyone could come out and fix it. Yeah. The parts could be ordered on Amazon probably, mm-hmm. but not this one. You have to go through their shit and on their time and all this, it drives me a wall. This is the shit that you you stress about when you're 20. If you're in college right now and- um, This is what you got to look forward to. Yeah. This is it. This yep. is a uh, peak late 20s. Did you, um, in college, when you used to like go out and party, mm. did you like the, the after a, after a night of partying with your friends and everyone goes out and has a good time and, and, and crazy shit happens. And uh-huh. Maybe that happened more for me than you. Did you have a, a recap the next day of everyone's like kind of like piecemeal memory that you could kind of bring together and create one story? Um, Like a little bit, but I didn't live in a frat or sorority situation. So like if we didn't have 45 people living in a house. So Wait. like in first year I had three roommates, second year I had three roommates and then one. Yeah, that's enough. Cause when they wake up the next morning, there's gonna be at least a girl or, or, or guy also there that wasn't, that I didn't actually live there. So now I got six or seven people. Uh, the two the two years that I had three roommates, none of us went out with all the same people. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like there was like some mixed people, but it, it just wasn't like that. Cause we all didn't have, there was some overlap of friends, but it, it wasn't it wasn't like that. Got it. It was like chill and it was friendly and we had like a great time. Like for the most part, like it was it was all like Wait, who who were your roommates? Like, do I know them? No. No, 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 no. Wow. So first year it was random. So first year, like I applied for residence in mm-hmm. Toronto and it was oh my god, they're trying to change the name of my university. Ryerson? Yeah. To good enough? No. So Egerton, I think I haven't looked into it. So like um Taryn? What? Taryn? Terrence? Ter- who, ter- Egerton. Egerton? His name is Egerton, Eggy. Okay, Eggy. Egerton, um, and I have not looked into this, so I need to go do my history check, but he was involved in some like really, really not okay stuff in history. Like, you know how like they're they're pulling all these different statues because it's like super fucked up. Right, yeah. And we're now just like all realizing that like all these like massive names and names of streets and are just all based on like really fucked up shit. So I guess Egerton Ryerson is like one of those- Oh, was that his first name? Egerton Ryerson? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, was one of those guys. And so they're they're changing. I've seen a bunch of petitions going around to change the name of Ryerson University. Yeah. yeah. What's it gonna be like, any suggestions? Uh, I think parts of the petitions are like, you can submit who you want it to be or like what you want the name to be. So we'll see. So anyways, I, I saw that, but what was I gonna say? Oh, oh, so first year university, I applied for residence cause I was, you know, outside of the certain kilometer radius of Toronto to live um, on campus. Right. Cause for Toronto, I think we had like 50,000 students, but only like a couple thousand live on campus. Cause there's so many people that commute into the city and um, they just put you with three random fucking people. Yeah, I had one, just one random uh, my first year in college. And you knew the rest? No, it was like, it was just me. It was like, they- Oh, just, oh wait, this is the two bed situation. Yeah. That is the craziest you thing. Sit, like, you sleep next, next to each other. To it, yeah. That is so crazy to me. That is so crazy. Hey Tillies, it is your favorite book girly here in her book girly era. I have been diving deep into my reading journey lately and I am thrilled to share something that's been a total game changer for me. Book of the month. Book of the month is more than just a subscription service. It's like having a personal book curator. Every month they present a selection of the best new titles. As I mentioned last week, I recently picked out tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow from their list. And let me tell you, I am hooked. And the best part, they offer these amazing books at fantastic prices. and ship 
shipping is always on the house. Plus their loyalty program is a cherry on top, offering even better deals the longer you stick around. Recently, they launched their curated audiobooks alongside their hardcovers. So whether you're someone who loves the classic feel of a hardback or prefers stories to accompany you on the go, they've got you covered. And this just adds to the whole experience. I'm genuinely impressed by how the Book of the Month selects their books. Their editorial team goes through hundreds of titles to handpick the most engaging ones for us. No matter which book you choose, you're in for a treat. And the convenience of their service is impeccable. There's always something for every type of reader. Right now, you can head over to bookofthemonth.com and snag your first book for a mere $5 using the code WILD. It's such a good deal. You do not want to miss out. I cannot recommend Book of the Month enough. It's not just about receiving books. It's about the joy of discovery, tracking your reading journey on their app, and connecting with stories that resonate. Remember, use the code WILD for that amazing first book deal. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You know what's also crazy? Is this guy that I was roommates with, right? He played League of Legends nonstop. Uh-huh. Not stop, not, and I didn't, I didn't, at the time, I, I'd, I'd never played a game, like a, a PC game in Jeremy in college, no overlap, not, not at all. And what's funny, he, I now know, because I'm familiar with what League of Legends is, mm-hmm. what it looks like. I looked him up not too long ago, dude's a software engineer for League of Legends. Good for him. Like, the, the game that he played nonstop. That's the one kid who proved his parents wrong being like when, you know, he got in shit his entire life playing too much video games. Now he gets to be like, look what I do with my video game well, education. Isn't it's like so funny. Like the, the professions and the careers that have been created in the last like 10, 15 years are filled with nothing but the things like my, like our parents be like, put the game boy down, put your phone down, stop doing this. And it's like, actually mom, these are all careers at this point. Viable, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not to say that everyone on TikTok should be a full-time TikToker. No, everyone should. Yeah, you know what though? I I don't know. And so I know that like TikTokers want to immediately like uh, uh, move their following to other platforms you can monetize better. Well, that's a broad statement, but yes. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. But like when I, do you wanna know how much, let's see how much I made on TikTok today. You know how much you made like on a daily basis? Shows you every day, yeah. In real time? I mean, I think it's like a two day delay or something. Oh, so let's see how much you made two days ago. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Breaking story, Forbes, Fortune Magazine. Take a guess, take a guess. Um, uh, In one day? Oh wait, what number is it today? 28. Okay, so yeah, the last day I have is for my 25th. What, what day is that? Sunday. Ooh, that's a- <laughs> Mm, that's, a, that's a down day. I would say um, $174. $5.04. <laughs> <Cool>. But <laughs> on um, Sunday, Saturday, Friday, thir- Thursday, made a walking, whopping 90 cents. Uh, but Tuesday, the 20th, $12.55, ladies and gentlemen. Does it tell you how many views you got in that day? Um, no. Um. Let me see if I can find my, my biggest day. Ooh, March 9th, I made $213 in a day. Okay. I'd love to know what that CPM is. 0.0000001. Well, no, if it's, if you made $200 in a day, it's not that, but yeah, it's low. It's real low. I wonder if that was the first day that like it backlogged though, or do you actually make it all in one day? 
Uh, no, I think that I maybe had a viral video that day or within that week. You know what's funny? I don't know if like gun to my mother's head. It, it, hey, explain how YouTubers make money or mm-hmm. how make how people make money on the internet. Yeah, I don't think she would understand. Like, ads are served. The creator probably did not sell those ads personally. The platform did. Right. There's a revenue share. Mm-hmm. They take away after. Like, I don't think they would understand that. But I think the average twelve year old would one hundred percent understand how the, like, the mechanics of how that works. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, they just understand. Also, like they grew up with seeing their favorite YouTubers do a brand deal. Right. And they grew up knowing that, oh, after three seconds, you can skip this ad. Or they grew up like- Did we say, tell a story about my half brother? No, I don't think so. Oh my, you have to. Okay. So I, I was gonna bring that up, but I was like, have we ever mentioned that you have half siblings? <laughs> so I didn't want to like drag that whole family situation up. Have we, so, but we have talked about it. Cause I think you've mentioned maybe that you have a handful of half siblings. Have I, haven't talk, I guess, have I haven't talked about being adopted? Yes. But For not sure. Really yes. like, okay. Yeah. But like, so I'm adopted, sure, yes. my birth parents, are obviously very fertile because they both have about 47 kids apiece. Okay. Okay. And of okay. which I was the first of many for both sides. My dad's side, uh-huh. there are two kids that are pretty young. Mm-hmm. And one of them, uh, the, the boy, I had never really met before. And I'll, I'll, I'll let Lauren pick it up from there because it's so incredibly oh my God. fascinating to understand just how like nature it is, it's wild. Like It's yeah. wild. Uh, you set some context. So, I mean, when was the last time you had seen your birth dad? Like when you were 16 or something? I, not kidding, literally, I had a, a English teacher. I, I don't think people, kids who are not adopted or kids that have just like the mother and father and they just have like the like, 1850s like ideal book of like what like, your family's supposed to look like. Like me. Like you, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think they realize how often there are assignments, at least when I was in class, that like, hey, go and talk to your mom oh, and dad and draw about your, your family lineage tree. and your family yes. tree. And yes, yes, and I'm yes, like, yes, yes. My family tree is a line segment. It is me and the person who adopted me. Like that is the family tree. No, your tree has more than that. She was adopted. Yeah, but you have another line off your mom and there's a tree there. But, but. My mother, yeah. who adopted me, mm. was adopted. She doesn't know who her parents are. Right, right, right. But but you and your adoptive mom is your blood grandma, so you have you have blood with one. One, one. person. But it's the main person. Right. Like anyway. you are you are blood related to your yeah, but there's mom. also there's a there's a layer between us. There's a layer between you, but but like it's not just like some random that you don't have like zero medical history it's, at it's least. One eighth, I believe, is the matter. But that there. better than zero? Anyway, point better is, than zero. people don't realize that like, there's a lot of like, that is just like, oh, the, talk about your family history. Like if I wasn't a bullshitter, I don't know what I would have talked about. But right. I, long story short, after 147 assignments of, hey, go talk to your parents and find out the story of this. I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna go find one of these kids. And so like, I figured out how to get in touch with my birth father to go talk to him about this thing that I then went back and like wrote this paper on in English. And this- That's how you found him? Yeah. You just like went out like being like, I'm gonna use the internet and find him. No, no, no. I actually got in touch with my birth mom. Oh, I don't think I know this. Who was able, somehow able. Still I had his contact stuff. Yeah. They have not seen each other since. Yeah, I'm surprised that they still had contact. I am. I got the feeling Uh. that it wasn't necessarily, (laughs) like I think if she hadn't been like, hey, can I give this number to, you know, your birth son uh-huh. and like kept talking. I don't know if she, 
the conversation would have continued in a positive right. light, but like, I think there was like a beginning, a middle and an end and that was fine. Okay. Yeah. And so what, at what age were you then? 16, 17. Yeah. Okay. That's how yeah. I remember. Okay. So yeah, I was 17. And, and at the time when I met him mm-hmm. in Quincy, Illinois. Um, shout out Quincy. Shout out Quincy. Um, at the time, my half brother mm-hmm. was a month or two old. That's right, a baby. A baby. A baby. A baby. Yeah. Yeah, he was a baby. That's right. So I did. And then you went for you went for a meal with the birth dad and the baby. And the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember, like, I showed up and he's like, "Oh, just you?" And I was like, "Is your mom coming?" And she was like, "I was like, no, she didn't want to come." He goes, "Oh yeah, that's right." Wait, so he thought that birth mom was gonna come. My adoptive mom. Adoptive mom. Yeah. Okay. Also, I feel like just for clarification, one more time, Jeremy's birth parents, how old when they had you? My birth mother was 15. Yeah. And he was 17. She was 15. He was 17. And I think like the moment that uh, she got pregnant, he was like, army it is. And so just like, and left. It was a 17 year old kid. Right. So that's why- Can like, you enroll and listen to the army at 17? And he's been like pre- For when you're 18. Yeah, Cause you can't sign anything when you're 17. Yeah, I was gonna say. That's, but then when you're yeah. 18, like you can- You can go. Head on out. Head on out. Yeah. Oh my God. I think you finished high school, I think. Yeah, you finished high school. And so the next time you saw him was with me. <laughs> yeah, so I- Right? I mean, I there are pictures of me with him when I was a baby. Okay. Like him yeah. holding me. Yeah. And- then there's, and if I can find a picture of it, we'll, we'll show you right here um, somewhere. Uh, and then I didn't see him again until 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't see him again for another 13 years. Right. Or 12 years. 12 years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that would have been two years ago. Wow. Yeah, because we'll be in, in the panty for like a year and a half the now. Pandy-wandy, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a year and a half. So yeah, it would have been like two years ago. Yeah. And they were in LA for a family vacation. Yep. And um, so he has since remarried and has two kids and um, they are like 10 and no. Uh, mm, I think 11 and 13 now. 11 and 13? 11, 13, 12, 13, 10, 10, 10 9, 11. Uh, There's somewhere between the age of one and, <laughs> and how old I am. I, my best guess would say they were like nine and 13. They're not that far apart. You don't think? Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Anyway, so it it was just so weird. So here's how the table was set up. So it was your birth dad at the head of the table. Uh-huh. And then it was you to his right, yep. wife to his left. Uh-huh. And then it was me to your right. Uh-huh. Across the table from me was your half sister yep. who was like nine. And then somewhere between one and 30. Yeah. My right at the other head of the table was your half brother. Correct. And so I feel like you and your dad or whatever were chatting. And so I was kind of just like, oh, I'm at the kid's side of the table. Like I'll just hang with them, Right. whatever. You're the kid's side of the table. Yeah, I'm at the kid's side of the table. And also too, like, it's like, it was was not uncomfortable at all, but I was like, oh, I'm being thrown into a situation that I don't belong in. (laughs) Like I'm here to whatever, I'm here to be whatever you need me to be. Well, in this situation. Ha, ha, right, you you were ready to be flexible. Yes. And 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 work with whatever. Whatever was and coming. Mind you, although we share a lot of, uh, you know, DNA and, and whatnot, I don't know shit about this guy. Right, right, right. I have right, no right. idea. Yeah. We've had 
no conversation, right. real conversation in the last decade before that. And before that, never. So it's like, mm. I know nothing about this individual. Right. And in fact, not only do I not know anything about him, all I know is the perspective from the person who adopted me, who wasn't exactly fond of the way the whole thing went down. Right. So not only do I not know anything personally, every story I've ever heard is from the perspective of the person yeah. whose life was made so um, challenging and difficult because of the situation, the way it unfolded. Yes. So. I, you know, not um, the number one fan. Yeah, I was like, so there's that. And yeah, yeah that's when he was like, is your mom coming? I was like, no, she's no, not gonna be no, here. No, no, no. Uh, she had a conflict. <laughs> uh, but I think what's funny is it could have, we didn't really know what you were getting into on that side, but it turned out to be, well, all you tell it. It was totally fine. And there, there's not like anything crazy that's about to go no. down. Like it was totally fine, but it was just so interesting. Um, also because we don't really have friends that have kids of that age specifically. I mean, no. last episode we talked about how we went to a two year old's birthday party. So it's like, we have friends that are starting to like enter that phase of their life, but we definitely don't have friends whose kids are like 10 to 15 at all. So like, I haven't interacted with a 10 year old child in a very long time. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Like it, it rarely happens. Like outside of just like random encounters at like a park when they want to say hi to my dog. Like outside of that, like I don't converse with 10 year olds. True. Except when someone's shitting on my Instagram profile and I message them back and shit on them back. And I'm like, oh, you're a, you're a really young person. You're a bebe. You're a bebe. Yeah. But don't bully me, you bebe. Yeah. You 10 year old bebe. Listen, I, I see your thumbs are working. Yeah. Yeah, right. Grow up, bitch. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I, I don't really hang out with 10 year olds or 13 year olds at all. And so with half brother to my right and half sister across from me, like we're just chatting, we're hanging out, we're, we're like talking things. Um, and he watches a lot of gaming YouTube. And I was like, oh, I was like, this is great. Like we can connect on YouTube stuff. Like I know so much YouTube stuff. And even though like, I was like, oh, thank God. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. No, and like she was the the perfect, they were actually both the perfect age to still be welcoming and friendly in like what would be a very awkward social encounter if you had been like 16. Like if yeah. you were years older, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? You know what right. I mean? Like if you were still processing like what this family dynamic well, meant. I think at that age, and I'm sure there are teachers that can probably like shed light on this and please do below. I don't know what age you start to assume that things aren't just gonna continually just rapidly change or you're sort of like new, th like the, the, the constant is not just like, oh, I'm constantly learning how things work because it's the first time I've seen them, mm -hmm. right? I feel like at a certain point in time, you're just like, no, like, like I don't, like you start to get the information where you're like, I don't know why I know that, I just do. like. Yeah. At age nine, you're just like, well, why is that? And well, why? Come yeah. why? Where, yeah. why? 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 But like, <laughs> I feel like because they were still young enough to accept new information that might've been life-changing in a lot right. of ways. They were still like, okay. Right, yeah. yeah, they were, okay. But also they were old enough to understand the mechanics. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right. Like old enough to understand that you, like how and why and half brother, right. how the birds and the bees works as to how, well, actually, I don't know about that. that. Yeah. yeah, I don't, we didn't walk <laughs> through Understood sex that you were half blood. Yeah. Same yeah. dad, same dad. They understood yeah. same dad. They could understand how it could, it, it, it was feasible. Yes. Despite not um, necessarily being told the, the, until the yeah. seven seconds before we showed up or something. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Also like surprise family vacation. We're gonna go meet your half brother yeah. and get in the car. <laughs> so we're chatting, we're talking YouTube and like, I'm like, oh my God, thank God we have something to like talk about. This kid again, 13 years old, not a, there's no way he was a year older than 13. Oh, I think he's, he's for, no, cause he's not 15 now. No, there's no way. Yeah, like he, I think he's probably 11. 
I think I think they were nine and 11 nine, and now oh, he's 13. Oh, that does sound more familiar. Yeah. So anyway, this 11 year old turns to me and he says in the most serious deadpan voice um, and just like the slowest, like most serious paced question ever. And he was like, Lauren, have you been recently affected by the impacts of the algorithm change? And I almost about fucking spat my coke out. I was like, the, the impacts of the algorithm change. Cause it was like two years ago when everyone was talking about like, this was, you know, a few years after, um, um, what was the, the ad, ad, adpocalypse, adpocalypse and YouTube was changing all of like the ways that people were monetizing and the advertisers pulled out. And it was like this whole thing. Meanwhile, YouTube did 7 billion last quarter. Right, 7 billion last quarter, which we just learned. So anyways, he, he was genuinely curious if the, uh, if just like the atmosphere of the digital world had altered my income streams by way of the algorithm changing. And it was the most, I didn't, I didn't even know how to answer the question because he asked me just like such an adult question right. that most adults wouldn't even know to ask Wait, because my, they don't even understand. Yeah, my like the word algorithm now has become just a, a common phrase. It's thrown around all the time. Yes. I don't, I, it's not, not that I didn't know what it meant, but I don't know if you could just like drop that. I, I certainly at the age of 11 yeah. was not fitting that into any of my sentences. I was in grade six. I was like- Well, no, he was in sixth grade. Grade six. Well. You know what, actually at the two-year-old's birthday party last weekend, um, the dad of the two-year-old's dad was asking me about the algorithm as well. Yeah. And I was so impressed. And I was like, I think that my parents obviously, because like they're so ingrained right. in like the YouTube, like more than the average um, boomer or whatever it would be. Like they understand right. the algorithm, but I was just like, huh. I was like, this really is a mainstream word. So anyways, going back to the half brother, it was just so interesting to see how, like if you had grown up in the same era of the internet, that would have been you. I totally. literally, I was like, not only does he, very much look like you, they both did, which is yeah. very weird just because literal like genetics. genetics. But then like when he starts spewing shit like that, I'm like, oh my God, I'm talking to 11 year old Jeremy. Like, this is very odd. Well, and like, I think people probably start to like understand this part about me, but I have always been curious in just like how yeah. things work and mm -hmm. especially the intersection of entertainment and technology, like that idea of just like tech making people feel entertained and keeping their attention mm -hmm. and then people being able to like money on it. Like, I think that's something that people don't really understand. And that's something that I'm always, I've always been interested in. So to hear this kid, who obviously, you know, half of my DNA is his, be so interested and so informed and right. so like, yeah. but also like, yeah. obviously he was the one that was like, my dad was certainly not the one that was telling was him about this. I was just about to say, I remember thinking after that conversation, when we were like debriefing in the car, I was like, oh my God, like your dad and his wife are fucked. Like they live on a farm and they're just like so sweet and like normal folks. And like this kid has access to the internet and he's gonna be coding apps by grade A. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. just the type of kid that is going to leverage the internet to the best of its ability to learn whatever he is curious about. Meanwhile, like I just had figured out how to clear my cookies and, and browsing history at his age. Right. Which was also dangerous. Also dangerous. Yeah. yeah. No worry. It's like he will have sold his own NFT. He will have built an app to hold his collections of NFTs. Editing source code to make tweets look like they said something else. Yes. Being able to change yes. some papers. Yes. Be able to find answers. Yeah. But I'm sure like what's funny is, did you have to turn in your papers to like um what was it called? Turnitin.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to turn that shit in? Uh-huh. It's so funny that like that that product uh -huh. is the first iteration of like content ID. Right. It's just text-based. 
Oh yeah, you're so right actually. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I would copy and paste things in and just reword, just rearrange the words a little bit, and then you were good. All you'd have was like a but so like you could only have a certain percentage of matches yeah. or whatever. And it was very easy to uh, bamboozle. What I would do, or I think I did it for a while and then I got caught. I would, at the end of the paper, when mm-hmm. I would submit it, cause we would have to turn a paper copy in that would be graded by hand. Yeah, me too. And then you would send one in and they'd yep. see how much overlap. And I would go through and I would go find all and I would hit space. And then I would insert in a, uh, in like in white, like font or in white color, mm-hmm. like a character. So it made it look like it was all just one word, mm-hmm. all just misspelled, which didn't match anything. Oh. Because when it printed, obviously, you know, it showed it that. But like, show. also when I sent it in, even uh-huh. like if you just looked at it yeah. from a text perspective, it was the same, huh. that all the spaces were just like a character. Huh. Yeah, but then eventually they, the system did get smart enough to reject to that. To reject that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the issue was like when I was in school, like, okay, again, I have a degree in printing, the nerdiest fucking shit you could ever imagine. There are not that many published articles that you could source oh my God. Um, around the printing industry. <laughs> like there's really not that many. So like, we're all pulling from the same websites. We're all pulling from the same, like uh, I ju- I do ju- remember, educational journals or whatever. I do remember like papers, like everyone would kind of find the same sources. Yeah, the same sources. Yeah. There's just, when you're talking about the stretchiness of paper, there's just really not that many published pieces of uh, like sourced oh, literature you mean that paper count. elasticity? Yes, paper <laughs> elasticity. Exactly, uh-huh. the density of ink. Did you have to do that thing where our teachers would make us um, get a sort, like a different types of sources? We yeah, had to get one know, from the internet, one from a one book, print. one from this. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. There can be like X amount of web, because that's, one from like a journal. Because that's how the real world works. Because that's how the real world, and you know what? I have used AMA formatting for my citations every single day since graduating university. AMA, we, I did, um, uh, oh fuck, oh. Oh, um, uh, I did AMA, so I can't remember. Wait, what what's was. AMA stand for though? I don't know. So there's there's Chicago style, but I didn't- I didn't, didn't we need to do Chicago style. Um, we had to do it for is. something. Um, format, hold on. Wait, maybe it's not AMA? I don't think it's AMA. Because now I'm like, ask me anything. I think it's AM, <laughs> no, AML is anti-money laundering. Oh no, AMA citation reformat. Okay, yeah, that is the one No, it's APA. This says? No, APA. Mine's AMA, manual of style. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, AMA citation style guide. AMA format, yeah, 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 yeah. What's APA? I don't know. What's the one for the O? I'm ride or die AMA. Remember the Purdue um, OWL? Yeah, what is that again? Literally just the University of Purdue, they just like published something forever ago with like all of the, oh, MLA. MLA. MLA, MLA yeah, 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 yeah. I was an MLA person. That does sound familiar. I, I want to say that I was AMA though. Like that feels ingrained in my head. Wait, did you still use two spaces after the end of sentences as a kid? Spaces you get done with the sentence after. and you just hit the space bar twice. Twice. As opposed to just once. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, that, I, I did that. In university? Through high school and then university. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, we did two spaces. Huh. Yep. Again, very relevant in the Oxford real comma? world. What about it? Did you? Did I? Was the Oxford comma thing? Yeah. See, Oxford comma was not a thing in high school and then it became a thing again in college. Huh. Yeah. Huh. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Huh. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I wish they just taught us how to do our taxes. Well, I wish fair, they, if you had done that, you would have been taught how to do taxes in Canada. Oh yeah, I guess that wouldn't be yeah. as useful now. Yeah. I will say meeting your parents, I feel like for the for parent for the first time, like halfway through life, you you almost um, get a sense of just like, uh, uh, understanding how just like, you're gonna probably be a little bit who you are, no matter what your environment. Okay, well, that was the most interesting thing though, is that like seeing like, well, I guess it's still only two generations of like you, your half siblings and your birth that I guess that's still just two generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels like more cause they're so young. Yeah. But like to see all four of you that share blood, you know what I mean? And like they, they're they on a farm in, what state are they in again? Missouri. Missouri, like to imagine you want a farm in Missouri. <laughs> I think I won, I think I'd look great. <laughs> oh my God. When Jeremy has dirt under his nails from like doing like the, the lights in the I yard, run inside and, and go, <laughs> babe, babe, look, 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 I've got stuff under my nails. Cause I'm outdoors. You have um soft computer boy hands. Computer boy hands. Soft computer boy hands. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but no, it's just like growing up in like living in conditions that are so polar opposites, but yeah. still seeing some similarities. It's yeah, like, like they own horses and they chickens own horses. and pigs and, and yeah. livestock. Literally. And so to see like the nature versus nurture that exists that like you literally, even if you're separated like 2000 miles of what is still similar is fucking wild. Yeah. Wild. Well, I think it would be, I almost am, it almost gives me anxiety to think about a world where if, you know, like the idea of a family reunion. where Imagine every, all of you and your get, half siblings. Just get dropped in a room. How Everyone, many, like realistically, like I know you always joke like like 50 half siblings, but like realistically, how many do you think there are? 60. You think there's actually, no, no, come um, on. Uh, over 10. Okay. Over 10. Yeah. Under 20, over 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're fucking. And well, they were fucking. I wonder how many of them eventually will end up on like ancestry.com because like you've gotten matches before, right? Not that close though. Huh? Yeah. Well, they're all younger than me. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah, because they, the yeah, you're the oldest, right? So like maybe in a few years or so, like they'll start like, trickling on to. Like, I don't know if any of them are old enough to have disposable income at this point yet. I yeah. know uh, my, I think the, cause beneath me, there's two girls um, oh. and they're not that much younger, younger. than I am. They're like two or three. Yeah, no, maybe like four or five years younger. This is so wild. Like, I, but I don't even know their. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to find them. I wouldn't know. Right, right, right. Like where to start? And I, the other ones, I've literally never met. I've seen pictures. I've, there's there's a few actually 
Um, we should find these pictures. There's a few half siblings of mine that are half white, half Asian. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. They're Filipino. Really? I'm pretty sure they're Filipino. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so wild. I and wonder... I, I have seen <gasps> pictures and they're, they're boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. Well, that's so interesting. Oh my yeah. God. I'm dying to see those. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna reach out to my mom and ask her for those pictures, but you know, one day. One day. I haven't talked or seen my birth mother in... I don't know the answer to this. Oh my God. Uh, Maybe since you were 16, when you reached out for your dad's info? It would have been, I think, right after that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been right after that. She still lives in Chicago, I think. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I don't know. That's wild. It's wild. And I think I don't have as much, I love how this is speaking a podcast about my adoption. I, I don't have as much, um, like I, I think I've scratched and satisfied that itch of just knowing enough to mm -hmm. not, feel the need to go back and learn more. Mm. But at the same time, I'm not against learning more. It's right. just like, I'm not gonna go out of my way to, uh, I don't feel the need to go out of my way to like create a connection. Right, right, right. And, but would you welcome the conversation if she were to reach out? Uh, um, depends in what context. Yeah. Yeah. What would you, what would you be okay with and what would you not be okay with? Um, I would be okay with her well, I think, perfect example, my dad, right? Mm. It was very obvious leading up to and during, and even after that that uh, dinner, mm. this last one, not that I didn't enjoy myself and was interested and had a good time, like he needed that. 100%. More than I did. Yeah. Like yeah. I think, and I would feel the same way if, you know, at my age now, let's see, I'm 29. So I'd have a 12 year old. And if I had had a 12 year old that I never had a real conversation with, and I, you know, saw him again once and then saw him again when he's, you know, 27 or 28. Like, it, I think I would have the, a world of guilt and sadness and, and everything about just not being able to be the person that I think that I would want it to be. And I don't know if it helps or hurts that it turned out okay in a way. And right. Like, I think, <laughs> like, is that a win or a loss? Or right, like, 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 how does he feel about that? I think of course it's a win. He's excited about yeah, it. Everything's yeah, great. Absolutely. But I think it's, it almost makes him more, like I, I could tell that he was, he wanted me to know so badly that he's taking care of his kids now. You yeah, know what I mean? And 100%. like, but also he didn't want to gloat that he was taking care of his kids, but he wanted to let me know that he was taking his care and, and he loves his kids and it's a big part of his life and everything. And not, I'm glad, of course, I'm, I'm, that's great. I of course want that for these kids. But like, I, I didn't need to hear that as much as I think he needed to be able to say it. Yeah. I also think too, like a part of it, just from a total outsider, stranger perspective, like it seemed as if he needed to know from like for himself that you turned out okay. But then I think there was a layer of guilt that again, probably has mixed emotions that you turned out okay, even though he wasn't a part of that process. Right. And that's what like on the outside, like he was overjoyed, like to the point of tears that you turned out to be like a good person who was successful and had a good head on their shoulders even though he wasn't able to provide in the way that he now understands how to provide for his kids and his family now. Right, right. And most importantly, he still has hair. And he still has hair. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's, that, that's, that was the main takeaway. Yeah. That was the main takeaway is that he still had a good head of hair. Still had hair. Yeah, so yeah. we love that. Um, that. Right. Yeah, I don't think your hair is going in. I, I literally can't imagine even if you lost 20% of your hair, you'd have more hair than all of LA. Don't be ridiculous. I'll never, I'll never lose 20% of my hair. <laughs> what would you do if it started like slowly receding? Go to a doctor. Yeah, right. 
I would open up my wallet and say yeah. whatever needs to happen to make so that I don't my lose my hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yes, think yes. I'll look fucking weird with no hair. I can't imagine it. Well, my ears are 19 inches long. They're, you you always see that you have giant ears. You really don't. They're very normal size. I mean, listen, maybe I'd look amazing bald. I just don't see it for me. I'm trying to imagine you with a buzz cut. Like I'm trying to imagine your sides the same as the top. It doesn't look bad when I'm in shape, <laughs> but when I get a little soft around the edges. A little, a little squishy. I look a little bit like the Michelin man. A little squishy. Little squishers. Yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, the one perk of uh, working a, uh, I was gonna say nine to five, but it's much more than nine to five of an office job is that you don't have to be like summer bod. Yeah, but you know what's funny? I, going back to like me getting in my own rhythm and I need to like get into something because once I'm in it, it's great. Yeah. I was listening to Dak Shepard's podcast today, either day, and, she, and he had on, um, what is her name? Um, Astaire Perel, um, I don't, have you heard of her? Mm -mm. She's French, she's like a relationship therapist. She's great, go look at her stuff. Esther Perel is how we would say it in America. Golly knows how you say it in France, uh, not Esther Perel. She was talking about how different, different people find joy in things like, oh, I need to make sure that I am getting up in time to shower and put on an outfit that I didn't wear the day before mm. to make sure that my appearance looks professional for my job. Mm. And like. That sounds like work or things like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore, how nice. But some people, me included, the the, the routine of getting up and, and going either to the gym before work and like picking out the clothes and like actually caring about how I present myself as opposed to, okay, what's the minimum and minimal effort that I can put forward and still look presentable from my like midsection up? Me. Uh, us, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, well, I feel like you were in such a good routine right before we met. <laughs> and then, but I, here's the thing though, is that like, I never asked you to change any of that routine. I just feel like as routines change or as the dynamic of your life changes, because I've never said, babe, don't get up at six in the morning to work out. No, you haven't said that. And also I think you'd be mad if I was like, babe, wake up at 6 a.m. to work out. Like this is a lose-lose situation for me. <laughs> Well, yeah, the problem is the issue is the ongoing pandemic. Of course, it's like, okay, once it goes back, they'll get in the gym, they'll do this and be like, God, we're just gonna be in this like limbo stage Oh my forever. God, no, I feel the complete opposite. I was in peak shape when the pandemic, when we had nowhere to go, when there was nothing else to do. Like you I were had- in peak shape then. I was in peak shape in like, not peak shape, but like, I feel like the first half of the pandemic, we were just drinking every single night because there was yep. nothing else to do. We were drinking. And too. then I was like, oh, I feel and look bad. Like I just, I feel disgusting. Yeah. And then I quit drinking for like three months and I started boxing again. And that's when I like started to be like, oh, I remember all of this. And so I feel like those like three months um, in spring before everyone got vaccinated and everyone started going back out again. Yep. I feel like those three months I was the most fit and health conscious because like you weren't going out to dinner, you weren't going to parties, you weren't doing social things where there's shitty food. You weren't like even just having friends over for dinner and eating yep. bad. Like we were just at home seven days a week, weeks on end. And so it was, you weren't going anywhere for meetings, you weren't going anywhere for social things. And it was so easy to like get in that routine. Whereas now every day is so different and our social lives are just very different that it's much harder. I mean, I'm, it's gonna be interesting when my car finally gets here. Yeah. I've been, I ordered a Tesla the week after Elon announced that stupid half steering wheel thing. And I was like, great, sign me up. Mm -hmm. I, I want this thing. That was in March, I think, ish. 
It was, it was, when my, it was when my mom was here. March, April? Oh, so end of April, end of April. Yeah, and yeah, end of April. And it was supposed to come, uh, it said August to September. Yep. I got a call about a month ago that said it's coming. And then I called a day or two ago and I was like, hey, can I get my VIN number so I can buy insurance? Like, yeah, we'll let you know. So I've now put my new um, barrier of like when I'm gonna start working out and going out and doing more schedule thing. Yeah. When the car gets here. Uh huh. Because getting an Uber in LA right now sucks. Getting an Uber in LA is sucks. insane. It's Miserable. four times the price. I think everyone switched over to like, the Uber drivers are now Uber Eats. because They're like, oh, I'd rather transport food than totally. people, which I fully understand. Yeah. I do the same. Yeah. 100%. Well, and also, I literally, the last few times I've been like, I needed to get somewhere. The Uber Black's the same price. Oh my God. no Uber X's. Yeah, I mean, when we came back from um, Cabo, it was, the same price to book what would be considered like a bougie black car as it was to Uber. Yep. Literally, like yep. That, that's a wild that's concept. Never been the case. That is a wild concept. And like people were always shocked and amazed when I told them that I I lived 100% like and just Ubered everywhere. Ubered or walked for five years straight in LA. Yeah. Cause LA is not really a metro city. And like, I, I certainly didn't walk very many places, but I did like just hop in an Uber all the place. Like it was, so much cheaper than owning a vehicle and from like a parking and everything else perspective too. But like, even yeah. with that stuff, like it was just cheaper to Uber everywhere. And mm -hmm. like, I was in meetings all the time and like going all over the place. That is not the case anymore. No, Holy oh my God, shit. no. Sometimes we Uber our like hard drive over to our editor and that shit costs 30 bucks every time. Every time. And she lives not that far away. Every time. Every time. And it used to be 11. 10, yeah. nine, whatever the yeah. minimum is, plus yeah. like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wild. No, it's it's crazy. But also like I, every time I get into an Uber and like, I'm not someone who's like, I'm, I got a vaccine. I got Pfizer a long time ago. Like I'm not someone who's like, like freaking out, but like I get in, I'm like kind of like weirded out. There's always 19 air fresheners that like are all different levels of expired. And and and, <sighs> and they've got the sweet smell, the, the sriracha. I'm like, when what? I tell you Ugh. guys that nothing makes me more car sick than an air freshener in a car. <gasps> I'm not kidding. If the ride is going to be more than two blocks, I will I will pay whatever I need to pay the Uber driver, and I Just, will I will sit on the side of the road until I'm not nauseous, and I, I'll have to get another car. Like it is, I I don't know what's wrong with me. It immediately I am unwell. Lauren, unwell. I'm not. I can the moment I open a car door. Yeah, you can tell immediately before like I, I a little open. I go, oh fuck, here we go. Here goes the like. <laughs> I, I I I can before we even get out of the house, I can tell what the night's going to be. Just if there's an air freshener. by the level of oh my god. But also, this is where we disagree. Where I, I think you're crazy. You don't like the smell of a new car. Oh yeah, that makes me car sick as well. What? I don't know. I don't know. Hey. It just makes me car sick. It's like like put the smell of new car in the same bucket as those air fresheners, and I immediately am oh, yeah. so nauseous. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. And then throw, throw a little bit of cologne in there, a little bit of body odor, uh, all of it. Oh, I mean, in the mix with an air yeah, freshener. Anything with an air yeah. freshener is a is a no for me. Like, and it's not like oh, this is disgusting. It's like my body like rejects rejects that scent, whatever it is, something in it. Oh my god. And you don't have like an. I don't think you have like a, a over, you know, like some no, people have like, a, like an overactive no. nose. Like, Oversensitive like, or anything? Oh, no. There, so many onions, it's like, yeah, four months yeah. ago, we no, had no, this. No, 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 and no. And like, we have, we live in California, like Los Angeles, it's smoggy as hell. We have a lot of air fresheners in the house, but even when we go in somebody's house, it's not so bad. But when you're in a moving vehicle and you <sighs> smell something weird, your, I mean, okay. I'm not kidding, Lauren's face looks. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, are you, are you okay? I'm literally doing breathing exercises to not just, projectile vomit. You just give me that look. And, and like, if I can, I'll roll down all the windows oh, yeah. and I'm not kidding. I'll hang my head just out enough of the window so that my nose is out outside, like getting fresh air. It makes me, it, uh, I mean, like, again, 
this is, it's a, it's a literal handicap in life. Like it is, it is so bad. It's so bad. I, I wish more than anything, I didn't have this issue, but it is unbearable. It is unbearable. Unbearable. <laughs> yeah, that's like a good word. In more ways than one, it, it is unbearable. So needless to say, we're getting the Tesla. We're getting the, get it dropped off. So here's our other issue as well too. And this is another like really fun um, old late twenties conversation. So our driveway for whatever reason was constructed with a gate that is only one car wide. And the driveway is two cars wide and not super long. It's maybe two cars in length, maybe. We're not entirely sure we have to test that, uh, that length, that measurement. So assume it's a car and a half long and one car wide at the gate, two cars wide in the driveway. So if you can now just envision the maneuvering that needs to happen with one car pulls in the driveway, normal, pulls up straight. Second car pulls into the driveway and will need to maneuver themselves to put themselves next to the car somehow. Well, okay. The person, if you're first, you go to the right. If you're first, you go to the right. Yeah. It's more getting out that's scary. Well, my car will do it like itself. Right, so we just leave you on the right side. Oh, so we make the the autopilot do the top, the top one? Yes, are you okay. kidding? Are you kidding? That is the that is the only that is the only answer to this. I'm situation. waiting for the day that you call me in the middle of the four or five and having taken the Tesla, not knowing how to work it, and it just like Oh, I just, don't want the Tesla. I literally I don't I am so stressed. I need you to put the first ding in it because I don't want to be and this is conditioned by my dad because my mom and I view cars the same way that we just like whatever, it's a moving vehicle, gets you from point A to B. I like the luxuries of having like a heated seat because I'm always cold. Like I, I do request those things in my new car, but I'm not someone who's like, I need to have like a Porsche or a Lamborghini. Like that's not like one of my goals in life. I'm like, oh, this has enough like fun safety features and like keeps my butt warm and I have a backup camera. Great. What? Your Range Rover fucking sucks. Okay. <laughs> Thermidor I like and it. Range Rover. But yeah, except for the water feature that was installed. Oh. Yeah, so I had this fun really, this really- this What do you mean, you, I found this thing. I was, I thought I was being- You found the first one, I found the second I one. I thought I was being boyfriend of the year. Lauren doesn't wash her car very often. <laughs> By often, we mean never. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this thing is filthy. And I think you had somewhere to be, like there's something to like do the next day. I was like, you know what? I will go and I'll, I'll get a car wash. And it was super late. So I had to go through one of the automated ones. And so I was like, got it, put it in neutral, sitting there, you know, like you're, you're being brought into it. Yeah. And I just go, What? And I look up, like, holy shit, it's raining in the car. Pouring. 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 So on the passenger side where the yeah. windshield meets the top of the car on the inside, just raining water feature. on the inside of the car. Water feature. On the inside of the car, and like, soaked. Meanwhile, you're in the middle of a car wash. You can't get out. You're just like, Oh no, what? no, you just, you just endure, you like, endure. You know what's going on, but you're just like, is it gonna get worse? You literally sent me a video of that. And I was like, what the, <gasps> what fuck? the fuck? Yeah, meanwhile, but we took it back to Range Rover and they tried to fix it. No, they did fix it. And then it happened again. And the one, fuck the car, it literally like it's California. It rains three times a year. Can literally you imagine if we never. lived anywhere else? Right, any any other state, any right. other state, like, country. Should, this Range Rover has seen water four times in its life. <laughs> and I mean, the fact that it took them months to fix the windshield that doesn't work is beyond me. 
not great, but, but. Anti-ads. The silver, the silver lining of that situation was that they gave me a loaner car that was four years newer than my Range Rover True. and it was really nice. <laughs> and that's how they get you to do a trade-in program, I think, uh, because it was really nice and I, I like kinda missed the features of it. I like that car. It was it was red though, and I um I've just I've always been like a white car kind of person, and so driving a red car around felt very like loud. Yeah, for me. I I was with my boss. It's not for me. Yeah, like the guy that came, that came yeah, from yeah, Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it felt weird getting in like an all red Range Rover. I don't know something about it just like felt douchey. But to also me. It was like the it was like it felt big and like yeah. yeah it was yeah, just yeah. it was just such a yeah. big red car. Yeah. A, a red Range Rover is is a <laughs> is lot. a lot. It's yeah. a lot, a lot, and like no no shade to anyone who has a red car because like my dad that's his he gets every car in red. Really? Yeah, Mustang. But red truck, red. What about in this his car yellow? That's the race car. Right. That's the Vega. Got it. And the truck is black, but like he's you his. Give a shout out to the Vega. To the Vega. Yeah. Um, seventy six Vega. Shout out. Um. What about it? What's the engine? Um, a turbo 600. Really? No, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> Did that sound convincing? I have no idea. I, I don't know much about cars. Yeah. A dual shaft turbo engine 600. I, I'm literally getting a car that I can just plug into the wall. <laughs> I have no idea. I have literally no idea. I can't wait for my dad who is like, who worked at General Motors for 30 years and can fix anything on a car. Like he, his first car was $200 and he rebuilt the entire thing with his dad to like, being, oh my God, I have the most debilitating leg cramp right now. <gasps> oh my God. Right now? Yes. Ah! How I, much water have you drank today? Oh my God, a liter and a half. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God, I don't know what to do, I'm unwell. Ah! Keep going, whatever we were talking about, just keep going. I, uh, I'll, be, I'll be fine. <laughs> it was, you were gonna talk. Oh my God, I'm dying. Okay, is it passing? Oh my God. Ow, that was so painful. Um, you can't wait to see your dad. Oh, I can't wait to see when my dad, so yeah, car guy, major car guy. I can't wait to see him in a Tesla. I think it's gonna be so, he's gonna be so, because he's, he's been in Tesla. Like we've got friends in my hometown who have a Tesla, but I think just the experience of but him driving. The, the new Tesla, one is the fastest production car ever made. Really? The Tesla? Yeah, but it's the that like, is the like fastest. Zoom, zoom fast. Yeah, it's. I think it's. Um, I think it's the fastest production vehicle. I think there's like cars that will, or maybe it's the quickest. Because like, but the zero to sixty is under two seconds. It's one point nine. I don't know what that means. Like, I I know what that means, but like in in comparison to other cars, I don't know what that means. It's really anyway, really fast. Yeah. So I'll be interested, to like, see yeah. him just like. I mean, I've been on the freeway with friends who have the Teslas, and they just floor it, and I scream. Yeah, I don't. I'm good on that. I think it's, it's kind of fun, but like it, it is shocking how fast. I just, we've got solar. It it looks cool. It was comfy. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I'm so excited for you to just drive your Tesla and me to not touch it and for that Tesla to do all of the uh, stressful parking and unparking out of the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be fine. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, you want to talk, your, uh, talk about your tattoos? Oh, I was like, Lauren's I was like- tatted. No, I'm not tatted. This is tattoo number seven and eight though. But you want to be tatted, don't you? Oh, well, maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Mom, mom, just- I know, I'm, saying, I'm just so stressed my mom quick. listens you're to the podcast, I know. How many, how many tattoos, okay, question. Yeah. How many tattoos do you think you'll have before it's all over? I don't know. How many? Not eight. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's see, like, okay, there's no world where I'm gonna like have a sleeve. Like I will never have as many tattoos as Mia has. Cause I'm just like not that type of person where I would fill up. How many tattoos do you think you'll have? More than 10, less than 20. Like okay. your siblings. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you could have 19. I don't know. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. Your here's mom's like 19. Tattoos. Here's, here's like what I, I just like had this rant over on my vlog, not rant. This, this, I came to this conclusion, um, like maybe four or five months ago. A little, little self-reflection. Little self-reflection. Yeah. And it really shifted the way that I think about tattoos. The same way, I think we've talked about this before, just like how you always, when you were younger, you thought that like one day you just wake up and be an adult. Right. Like remember, remember thinking that. And then one day you just wake up and you're like, oh, like this is it. Like. Yeah, this, I had that thought a lot, lot earlier. A than lot, you did. right. Yeah. A lot earlier than I yeah. did. But I, I remember being like, oh, this is who I'm gonna be. Like, oh. This is this is it. Like, right. um, there's no like metamorphosis that's gonna happen one right. day. And this is just this is it. Like, I like what I like. I I do what I do. I'm built how I'm built. And so I feel like and I- and also like the biggest mistakes and the things you've done in the past that like you wish you hadn't done. It's not like I it's a tattoo. You just like I did that. It's not like you didn't have a choice and like, oh, I didn't make choose this tattoo. Like you did it. You, like, yeah, you, it's a learning you, experience. Right, hundred percent. If you got to like, right. Like getting your ex's initials on your finger. Yeah. That's a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. That mm. is a that's learning. That's a very abstract <laughs> um, example, example that you're bringing up. <laughs> but oh yeah, let's keep moving, yeah. So I, I just like had this epiphany that like, I don't know, I grew up being told so many times that like, you're gonna regret that when you're older. You're gonna hate that way that looks when you're older. And I'm like, I am old now. Why am I, what am I waiting for? Like, I'm fucking old. Like I'm in my prime and I'm old. Like, why shouldn't I just put the art that I want on my body? And here's the thing. I think there are majority here's of the-, the thing. A majority of the world, I'm sure, can go through their life with their just like clean skin. Uh-huh. Living, living their life. I wonder what percentage of people have tattoos. Actually, let me Google this. I'd what? actually love to know. I would say. Yeah, take a guess. 27. What percent of the world? There's um, a ton of cultural tattoos of as well too. Yeah. The world have tattoos. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, hmm. I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go like 33, like one third. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna be low. What, what did you guess? 27. 27, I'm gonna go 33. Okay, here we go. Um, oh shit, 38% of global respondents. I, fuck, I literally almost said, actually I wanna make it 37. Damn. Wow, 37, Damn. 38, yeah. Um, wow. And by wow. the time Gen Z is our age, half. Okay, so, oh, this is shocking too. So the top, uh, the- And this is America or global? Uh, this is global. So percentage of people who have at least one tattoo, mm -hmm. um, Italy, Sweden, oh wait, hang on. I'm not entirely sure. I don't understand this ranking. Oh, this is a gender comparison. Hmm. Wow, peak age of people. Wait, hang on. What the fuck is this? What's going on here? I don't understand this. Okay, okay. some of these graphs don't make a lot of sense. Okay. We got a lot of different data going on. Um, but 30, 38%. I mean, 100% of the people in this room have a tattoo. I would say one and a half people in this room have a tattoo. Yeah, it's it's almost gone. Yeah, it's it's almost yeah. gone. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I, because my mom doesn't like tattoos, she did a like really- like, I heard when I was younger. When I was younger. I was like, you just want to say your, mom's, yeah. <laughs> your, your mom said this? Well, and she did such a good job, obviously, because it's taken me until 28 years old to be like, oh, I can have my own ideas around this. But just like, you're going to hate that on your wedding day, or you're going to hate that when you're older. That's going to look bad when you're old. Like, 
I'm going to look shitty at 75 no matter what. So it's like, I might as well. Untrue. You think I'm going to be hot at 75? 100%. Yeah. That's great. Gilf. What? Gilf. Grandma, I'd like to fuck. Yeah, Gilf. Yeah. I'm going to be Gilf as fuck. Gilfy. It's, I'm going to be Gilfy. <laughs> mm, mm. Asian don't raise a baby. I'm going to be Gilfy. Got to be Gilfy. I'm going to be Gilfy. Aiming for Gilf status. Aiming for Gilf status. And I want to be what? I'll also be a Gilf. You'd also be a Gilf. That's great. Um, baby, I can't wait to be a Gilf with you. I, we're gonna be matching gilfs. I can't wait. That's gonna be great. That's so exciting. Yeah. Going back to like, I feel like there are so many people in the world who are just happy to like have clean, pure skin that's never been touched. But when I think back to my earliest moments of being a creative and not wanting my shit to look like everyone else's shit. And obviously this is a metaphor that, you know, is like, I want my backpack to have something special on it other than other people's backpacks. Right. But now I'm like, that was the earliest metaphor of me like needing to have some kind of like- Creative expression. Creative expression and like unique customization portion. And it like, it, it, Gail's gonna be so mad. She's not gonna be happy. She's not gonna be happy. And you are gonna see her this week. Yes. It'll be so fun. Hopefully she'll still pick me up from the airport. <laughs> so you're gonna have 20 tattoos. No, I don't think so. I don't know. We'll see. I, like, no, like, I don't think so. But also like 20 tattoos when maybe six of them are super tiny. Like that seems like a, like when you look at me, you're like- Maybe 30. Right, maybe 35, yeah. I don't know. No, but like when you look at me and you're like, oh, she has eight tattoos. You're like, bitch, where? Yeah, if you said you had eight tattoos and I saw you, I'd be like, oh, she free. Okay, got it. Cause- They're just, just, they're all, all eight of them, four on each buddy cheek. Each buddy cheek. Four on each buddy cheek. I would get a buddy cheek tattoo with you. You get a buddy cheek tattoo with me? Yeah. Stop it right now. Yeah. You get a buddy cheek tattoo with me? Sure. I don't look at it. I never see it. <laughs> oh my God. You know, Zach has a buddy cheek tattoo. I do. A corn, do corn diddy smiley face yeah. on, his, on his butt. Yeah, I would, get a, I would get a butt tattoo with you. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. You know why? Because I've learned zero lessons. Matching butt tattoos. Can you imagine if we broke up how I was going to have to then Explain <laughs> I would, I'd lie, I'd lie. You would just lie. Well, I can't fucking lie anymore. Yeah, this well, is what, this is what the issue, yeah, this is, is, the issue here. is with this part you of my have, job. Uh, you have the forever. Right. Yes. Like my nine to five, mm. that what goes on there? Well, one, there's an NDA on everything. So oh like, my God. Know, it's what? Oh my, this is just crazy. Like here I was thinking that our podcast is gonna be titled my adoption story, but now I'm like matching butt tattoos. But also GILF, matching, oh, much, yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. There's so many good things in this podcast. So many we good things. None of the things we thought we were gonna talk Literally about. Literally okay. none of them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is what happens though. You stay till the end, you get the, the good shit. At you the get the end. good, good shit. You get the good shit. The, you know what? I understand now why um, some of our favorite podcasters like we'll do two podcasts back to back because I feel like we're going now. Right. Cooking with like heat. We are cooking with heat. Yeah. And like, uh, not to, you know, cut it all short, but like you definitely wanna hit subscribe. You definitely wanna hit uh, the bell. You definitely wanna make sure to tune in next week because it's gonna be a- Oh yeah, next know, week. It'll be a, an, an unorthodox episode. 